Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm Tony Stark Camarena. And I'm Alicia Thayer. And today we're talking about Iron Man 2, Part 2, in our new format. This episode covers Venko and Tony meeting to the creation of the new element for his reactor. And as always, we'll go through our Wikipedia summary. Venko explains his intention to prove to the world that Iron Man is not invincible. Impressed by Venko's performance, Stark's rival, Justin Hammer, fakes Venko's death while breaking him out of prison and asks him to build a line of armored suits to upstage Stark. During uh, what he believes to be his final birthday party, Stark gets drunk while wearing the Mark IV suit. Disgusted, U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodes dons uh, Stark's Mark II prototype armor and tries to restrain him. The fight ends in a stalemate, so Rhodes confiscates the Mark II for the U.S. Air Force. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., approaches Stark, revealing Rushman to be Agent Natasha Romanoff, and that Howard Stark was a S.H.I.E.L.D. founder whom Fury knew personally. Fury explains that Venko's father jointly invented the arc reactor with Stark, but when Anton tried to sell it for profit, Stark had him deported. The Soviets sent Anton to the Gulag. Fury gives Stark some of his father's old material. A hidden message in the diorama of the 1974 Stark Expo proves to be a diagram of the structure of a new element. With the aid of the computer Jarvis, Stark synthesizes it. Alright, so our favorites. Uh, Al, do you want to start with your three? Sure, alright. So my number three is uh, pretty much right at the beginning of our number two here. Uh, it's Vanko actually doing the escape from prison. Mm-hmm. So, escape? I'm yeah, not sure it's so escape as, uh, so much as uh, being let out. <laughs> Uh, kinda, yeah, yeah. It's um, he he is surprised to be uh, escaping or you know led out pretty much, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it starts with the, um, you know, the seeing the note in the uh in the food there and finding out his mashed potatoes are actually a bomb, which would really but, suck oh. if he was really hungry. Or like you but, okay, usually he, see, your yeah, exactly. Potatoes. He gets out, um. And it was it was interesting. So he gets out, you know, the the guy that was sent in to be the patsy to make it look like it was him who actually dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Vanko gets out and bomb goes off and everything uh, kind of goes into chaos, right? Because I guess uh, other prisoners are escaping and all that. And then he himself is actually taken. Um, some other guards or people dressed like guards uh, put a bag over his head and then just take him somewhere. And he just goes with it. Like, like yeah. he knows that's a normal thing. Like, that would happen. So, <laughs> as he's leaving, he basically kills another guard. I, I don't remember if he killed the guard or if he just severely beat the other guard. But I think, I think the move he did. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. And so, in the, you know, later, then, you know, now we have, what, four guards who basically put the bag over his head and pick him up and mm-hmm. take him. Uh, now, that part, he just goes with. Mm-hmm. That one's okay yeah. to him. Yeah, um, what that part always reminds me of is, like, after um, Incredible Hulk came out, everyone suddenly realized, oh my gosh, the MCU is real. They're going to have connections and stuff like that. And they knew that Thor was coming out. 
in either a trailer or a commercial, there's a quick flash of the Patsy guy, and everybody thought that was going to be Thor because it's a big blonde guy with long hair. Mm-hmm. So I remember <laughs> thinking for, I don't know, for a year until a Thor came out, like, well, not a year, but until probably the first trailer that Thor came out and I saw that Chris Hemsworth was playing Thor, I thought, that's Thor, he escaped somehow, or something like that. But I right. was obviously wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm going to lead off with mine here, too, because mine follows almost exactly after Al's. Um, Because mine is when he's basically taken to where Justin Hammer is. Oh, yes, uh, into SpaceX. Yes, into SpaceX. And he uh, sits down and has dinner with him. (laughs) And I just, uh, for that, I was like, it was more about the, what we, the, the deviousness that we see out of Ivan, um, because we saw mm-hmm. it in, the, in in the way he created his stuff, but you see it way more when he gives his demands to Justin Hammer. He tells him he wants his bird, but we kind of already inferred that his bird's dead. There's no way Justin Hammer can get his exact bird for him, so he's giving him an impossible task. Why would his bird be dead? Uh, he left everything Russia. behind. No, no, I he, think he could have left the bird. At with least a from friend. what, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he killed the bird. I don't remember why, but something led me to believe he killed that bird. After all the dog murders at the beginning of Incredible Hulk, I'm not okay with now the bird dying. We have too uh, many I'm animal deaths sure the in this. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, is that? I mean, in the Incredible Hulk, you had dogs because you were testing it there. Was he testing the suit on the on the the bird, and not in a way of like attacking the bird? I mean, did he make no, a mini bird whiplash thought... suit and then have the bird attack things? And <laughs> oh god! Then it just <laughs> went bad. I forgot about Stern's I... experiments. I was thinking about the dogs that the military shot at the part one of Incredible Hulk when they're in. Oh, the I forgot about that completely. Oh yeah, my god! <laughs> now there's so many dead animals. <laughs> 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 no, um, something, I don't remember what it was, but something made me think he, like, strangled the bird because he knew he wasn't going to be coming back. And he didn't want the bird to be, I guess, starving. I don't remember what made me think that, though. But Your it, sick, twisted mind. Yeah, I do not probably, remember that in the movie. <laughs> I'll have to look it back up. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm pretty sure that the bird is dead, and he gives this, uh, basically, this demand to, to Justin Hammer, and he knows it's not possible. Mm-hmm. But he he doesn't let out that that's a, that that's such thing, and so it's just is like I'm gonna give you this task because I can and because you'll do it. It's just yeah. is one of those things that it, it it develops Ivan Venko more and more as a villain for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really like that part. Well, first because I love Sam Rockwell, the guy who plays Justin Hammer, mm-hmm. but also a little character detail that. Maybe it's, he's like this in the Senate scene in Monaco, but I first noticed it in this movie. Where mm-hmm. if you look at the palms of his hands, that they're tanned as well. Which is just like, he, he doesn't care about the real fine details of like the tanning. He just wants to look the part to everybody. So, that's <laughs> so a little he fake mar- tans? Yeah, it's, it's, well your hands don't tan. I know, like, that's... The, the palm, it's, it's a fake tan and he just, he didn't like close his hand. I don't know how fake tans work. So we're lucky but... he's not orange? Yeah, we well, he's lucky. I would have found it funnier. <laughs> I would have too. <laughs> it was orange just. We would have had a carrot Justin Hammer. Carrot yeah. Hammer. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which, if he showed up in Iron Man 3, I hope that's what they would do to him. But, unfortunately, he does not. No. <laughs> well, isn't he in jail? Yeah. Which, yeah. we'll see that sometime in the future. Yes. Yeah. So, Tony, what's your third? My third is uh, Tony apologizing to Pepper. Him going mm. to... <laughs> um, for a little bit because it's a character development because I like mm-hmm. Tony trying to say sorry but still letting his ego get in his way and his whole history of not saying apologizing for anything get in his way so he can't successfully apologize how Pepper's not taking any of his uh, his crap and um, but how much Tony's trying where he has that he knows that connection between Pepper and Strawberries Unfortunately, the connection is Pepper's allergic to strawberries, so he's really trying to kill him. And, um, yeah, it's just, I get a real kick out of that scene. I just like that scene. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fun to watch. Is that She's like, are those strawberries? Yeah. I'm allergic to strawberries. Deathly <laughs> allergic. You know, and he's like, one thing in the uh, world I'm allergic to. Yeah. Right? He's like, <laughs> I, see, I knew there was some connection. I'm trying. I love that. Like he really is trying. He's just really yeah. bad at it because he's never oh, yeah, tried it's very before. Bad. Yeah. So did did Pepper just say also in that scene that she's also basically a superhero? She's allergic to only one thing, strawberries, and yet <laughs> she's not allergic to other things like bullets, fire, <laughs> lightning. <laughs> yeah, I mean she was very explicit. Only one thing. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. That's why she um, survives the extremist process in Iron Man 3, because she's not allergic to it like all these other people. Ooh, that's exactly. true. No strawberries in extremists. Yep. <laughs> Lucky for her. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm betting the, uh, what's his name? Killian. Mm-hmm. Eldridge Killian didn't know she was allergic. And, and didn't bother I, to find out. Yeah, he probably didn't ask. No. <laughs> <laughs> like she's she's not dying from the extremists, but she's got this rash going up her arm. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, all right, Tony. What's your number two? My number two is Rhodey versus Iron Man, or because he's not mm. he's not technically War Machine yet. He doesn't he doesn't get all uh, hammered out. But <laughs> but um, it's our first uh, superhero on superhero fight. First of mm-hmm. all. Yeah, and just the the music, the action, the fact that somehow we know that Tony reinforced his building, because even though they're crashing through the walls, they're not crashing through the, the floor that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that uh, Tony, uh, we'll see, or later in this part, they talk about Tony has redundancies uh, to make sure no one steals the suit. So Tony really did most of this to give um, Rhodey the suit, but without looking like he gave him the suit. Because if uh, Tony didn't want Rhodey to have the suit, Rhodey would not have been able to wear that suit at all. So mm-hmm. he's setting him up since he thinks he's dying as Rhodey to be the next Iron Man. Which I think harkens back to the comics a little bit, doesn't it? Or has he always been the Iron Patriot? No, um, well, Iron Patriot was only uh, was actually Norman Osborn. Yeah, he became Iron Man for at least a while in the comics. I know I have a few issues of Iron Man, like, 500 and something, where wait, it's Rhodey on the cover. Norman Osborn, as in Green Goblin? Yeah, he was Iron Patriot. Okay. Just making sure I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so if, if I remember correctly, in the comic books, um, Rhodey becomes Iron Man because Iron Man, or Tony Stark, is just too much of a drunk, and he mm -hmm. can't actually pilot the suit. So Rhodey just actually goes around as Iron Man. And then eventually Stark comes back sober, and he's like, well, let's just call you War Machine or something. Mm -hmm. Because of the, the giant gun on your shoulder. Mm. So the scene that they're fighting is actually a harkens back to the comics then, because it, Tony is essentially drunk, even though he in fully intended to get the suit to Brody. Yeah, there's that, that linking, I guess. Yeah, um, we'll take this from my Easter egg section, where Drunk Tony is a callback oh, to uh, the Demon in a Bottle storyline, like the most famous Iron Man storyline from issues 120 to 128, where Tony pretty much, his friend dies from alcoholism. And he pretty much hits rock bottom and is a recovery. So it's like one of the first times, it was back in the 80s, where they really hit hard on a real subject matter. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's a little darker than I thought it would be. Yeah, this is the closest they've ever gotten to that, which I think the MCU is a little too happy. I mean, <laughs> paralysis and, you know, murders aside, they wouldn't go into a <laughs> drinking problem that bad. It's a more real life issue, like something yeah. that affects more people. It's 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 something that hits more people, so it's a little it's a little harder to take for people. Mm -hmm. I think as well. Yeah, so. um, it makes me curious for a future show. Like at this point, we haven't even seen it yet, but uh, there's a show coming out on Freeform called Cloak and Dagger, which is a mm. Marvel show, and okay. they got their powers by taking experimental drugs. So, I don't, I don't think they're going to be covering it the same way. Like, experimental, like, street drugs. I don't right. think they're going to be doing it the same way, but I'm curious of how they would know. approach that. But we'll find out. Oh, it's like, I do know a show that did do something with experimental drugs, and that's how people transformed into certain things. Uh, it wasn't Cloak and Dagger, I think it's uh, called iZombie where the people took an experimental drug and then they became zombies. Well, yeah, but it's but in the MCU they haven't um done, well, you know, Netflix deals with that stuff. There's definitely drug mm -hmm. usage in some of those shows. I don't well, know. I think Zombie is a Netflix show. No, it's a CW show. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I know it's on Netflix. It's DC. <laughs> it's DC. It is a DC comic. <laughs> oh, good to know. Uh, from what I understand of uh, Freeform, um, from the shows my fiance watches, um, they really get into some pretty. Uh, yep, yeah, well, there's there's a lot of Harry Potter. That's like every other weekend. Woohoo! Because uh, that's always yeah, on in my house. But that's all I know um, about Freeform. <laughs> Actually, those movies are terrible comparatively to the books. Um, but the, anyway, so the the some of those shows actually get pretty pretty far into like adult issues. Like, uh, okay. I don't know. There's there's one with uh, foster kids the fosters or oh. something oh that happens but yeah i for what i know i would actually fully believe that yeah maybe maybe in cloak and dagger they will get their yeah. uh their powers from experimental drugs it does at, the, at this point i've seen just the trailer for it and it's coming out next year from where we're recording this but <laughs> it does look dark and kind of teen angsty angsty so personally i'm not super excited but i will be watching it and in Many years from now, we'll probably be covering it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I figure we we watch enough teen angst type of stuff in. Uh, yeah, I do. Iron I Fist, do watch so... the Flash. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> I do, seen yes. it. 
All righty. So, uh, anything else in your number two, Tony? Uh, nope. That was about it. All right, Al. Uh, okay. So my number two is a little bit of a cheat because it's two parts. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there was like a scene in between them, but it's it's in my mind, it's kind of the same thing. Um, it's the part with Tony Stark and Nick Fury talking. So it starts oh, right we're after. Punt oh, that. Punt. Okay. Punt that. We'll talk about that one. After. I was like, wait, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, so because we're punting that, I'm going to go with mine, which was the uh, where Justin Hammer discovers that Ivan Vanko made his Iron Man suits into drones. Oh, where he tries to have his um, assistant put his head into the drone head? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I just, well, I like the lead up to that scene because, again, it, it, it comes back to the scene, my uh, number three, where Ivan Vanko gives him the basically demand of, I want my bird. And he brings him a bird that looks oddly similar to his actual bird. Uh, and he's it's like, not that's not my bird. bird. Right, exactly. And the only reason I can foresee that he knows that besides it, like the bird doesn't react the same, is that he doesn't know that bird is, he knows that bird isn't his bird. It's because I still think he killed his bird. So, I know. <laughs> I know, it's so dark. But, yeah, you're uh, fixated on this. <laughs> I am, I am really fixated on this. But that's the, like, he knows for sure that, that Justin Hammer will never get him his bird because his bird is no longer alive. So he's like, he basically argues with Justin Hammer about it not being his bird, and Justin Hammer tells him, don't fixate on things. Uh, basically, don't get stuck on one thing. And then he later turns it around as soon as Justin Hammer finds out about the drones, and he's like, don't stick, don't be fixated on things. The drones are better. And it's just, just like, alright. <laughs> it seems like uh, uh, something Tony would have said. It's just like, but it, at the same time, not, because he's like, nope, I- I'm better than you are. Yeah. Yeah, so so I actually didn't notice. Was it the same type of bird? Yes. It was a yeah, it was. Co- cockatiel. Okay. So this is kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm always a little curious. Like, you know, in some movies, they'll go to great depths just to do that, like, that one thing that's, a, you know, um, you know, very specific of what the director wants to do. Did they mm-hmm. explicitly make sure that they got a different bird? I don't know. Or, or did they just cheat and use the same bird in both of those scenes? I think they used the same bird. Because that would make him a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you, you see, I mean, in other shows where the animals are a bigger deal, they'll get like three dogs to play the same dog because they don't want to overwork this one dog. So, yeah. um,. I feel like it'd yeah, be this... easy. They'll probably call a guy who, who's a bird wrangler, and he'll bring like four birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... but it's not like this bird is doing much. It's just kind of sitting there. No, no, but in a cage, is... right? Yeah. <laughs> what can he build? <laughs> <laughs> Got to give him a box of scraps. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Do we need to have the bird? Know... For all we know, he won the bird because the bird really built the arc reactor. Or told him what to do. That's true. We never see that in his montage. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then he only gets better because Tony tells him what to do, and the, even though he doesn't have his bird, he gets a better suit because Tony told him. Mm. So it's all coming together now. That's why he wanted his board, his boyd, his boyd. <laughs> Makes way more sense now. Okay. 
It yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> the real... And then, apparently... The real he just villain killed, in the movie. The bird. He just killed the bird who helped him make the arc reactor. <laughs> Vanko is a monster. He is! <laughs> and this is why it's immense to me that he is super villain. He kills, he kills a helpless animal. Yeah. Well, we don't know how okay. helpless that animal is. I mean, maybe that animal um, really did have a, a whiplash suit on earlier at the beginning and tried things out. <laughs> maybe it killed itself. Maybe, no, maybe he, the bird, killed uh, Venko's father. Because we don't oh, get and he wanted revenge. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know exactly what uh, Anton Venko died from. We know he, that he had a cough and that Ivan was giving him medicine, but we don't really know what he died from. So are you um, saying that the theory now is that this bird poisoned Vanko's father <laughs> and then yes. Junior uh, Vanko imprisoned the bird, had the bird teach him how to build this suit, and then no, 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 he, he killed the he bird and then went he, after Iron Man? He imprisoned the bird and just gave the bird a box of scraps, and then the bird built the suit, but before it was finished, he stole the suit from the bird. And he's actually <laughs> wearing the bird's suit. And so what we actually see in the montage is him converting the mini bird suit into a human-sized suit? Uh, obviously, yeah. yeah. Which is why it's not as powerful because it was built for a bird. It wasn't built for a human. The real human version is the one he builds at the end of this movie. I think I think we've cracked the code that they've been trying to tell us through the entire film. Mm. <laughs> well, it fits... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I think everybody's number one. No, um, Al no, has a different number one because he's told us Al's his number two. Yeah, Al has a different number one. So let's go with Al and then we'll talk about the two slash number one. Okay, so just similar to how I cheated in number two when I had two parts, um, mm -hmm. I am cheating a little bit on my number one. Um, because Do you want to expand favorite... this to like five, <laughs> five favorite things? <laughs> Well, so this you one know, actually I isn't a cheated. combination. I have 14 favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I only have three and then one honorable mention. Sorry, two honorable mentions. Um, okay, but, sure. But, okay, right, no, top this... 19? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you go through that. that. <laughs> so, so I'm not doing the same thing where I'm combining scenes. Um, this is actually a scene that doesn't exist. Um, it's something that we had to assume. So okay. after um, Stark is told that He's stuck working at home until he builds the life-saving element and all of that stuff and cures himself. Mm -hmm. uh, we see him gone on the road heading out to the Stark Industries building. Mm -hmm. But he's under surveillance. There are S.H.I.E.L.D. agents there making sure he doesn't get out. But he gets Wilson! out. And I want that scene. I want to know how <laughs> he got out there. It's never explained. Uh, I, I want to know what kind of cool Stark tech he used to do that. Or did he just do the basic thing we see in every kind of um, theft movie where um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are just looking at a camera and all he did was put the camera on a loop? I mean, that would make it way less cool. Mm -hmm. it, it would, but I, I think I think it's more involved in that. I think, I think he would have done something cooler than that. He probably... Well, I have a cool one and I have a, a really lame one, which makes me think things uh but i think so my lame one is he went down to his lab and just exited through the through the carport <laughs> or they're watching many holes that. That... Yeah. <laughs> yeah or one of the many holes he left when he fought with Rody. oh that's true 
because that that, How... that mansion's a little bit destroyed right now. Yeah, um, he makes references later to like uh, Coulson's like goons to keep him there. Do we see anyone there other than Coulson though? No, we see we see yeah, Star. We do. Or we yeah, see no, Fury, we and we see Fury's two people like drop off the case. They might have mm-hmm. left with Fury. I'm not sure. No, there there were some other people at the house when Fury was there. Not just the people yeah. who drop off that case. They were kind of in the okay. background. I think they might have had binoculars. I don't know, but I feel like they. I I do know I saw them there. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, it, it just really is Colson. I feel like Fury's like Colson can handle it. And as, then Colton gets called to the phone talking about uh, the hammer that fell from the sky, and he gets totally distracted. Mm-hmm. So, that's... When we get to Thor, I'm headcanoning that. Or, no, wait. When we get to the end of Iron Man, I'm headcanoning something for that. Okay. Thanks for the headcanon up. Yep. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, is that it, Al? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it for, for that, so... I just I just wanted to know how he did that, how he got out. So no, cool. I feel like he he might pull a full Iron Man three and just didn't use any of his tech and kind of home alone it out there, right? Just like <laughs> stuff he built around him. I like it. All right, so cool. our number two slash number ones is the uh, donut scene. Yep, I call it the donut shop. That's all I wrote on mine. Yep. So Alicia, why is why did that make your number one? Um, because it gives us the, the official tie-in, the, the, the real, like, we got the tie-in sort of thing starting in Iron Man 1 and the Hulk, but we officially get, like, the full-on scenes now with this, with this mm-hmm. scene. And it, it, it makes me super happy, because you get Nick Fury coming in, and he's like, sir, I need you to exit the donut, which I don't understand why Tony Stark gets down, but whatever. <laughs> it feels like... He took orders without really asking, but he doesn't feel one anyway. So, and then we get the reveal for uh, Natalie Rushman to be uh, Natasha Romanoff. I know that was a shock. I had no Shocker! idea at all that Natasha Romanoff and Natalie Rushman were the same person. Even though I mentioned that just in the last episode, that it was shaking my head at you. Yeah. <laughs> Al, how do you feel about that amazing twist? Uh, I didn't see it coming. I mean, she's obviously some amazing spy that she's able to pull that off. Yeah. So that was, true. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. That was the reason it was my number one was this is the first time it's really feel like a, a cinematic universe where they've got different superheroes are going to meet each other and team up. Right. And also it's like, um, it's Tony realizing that for the first time, that he can't do it alone. Someone's actually helping him with the um, the cure to his heart, I guess. I mean, it's a little cheesy, which even Nick Fury says it's cheesy. Oh, yeah. Uh, she sticks him with, what, dilithium oxide or something like that? I was like, why did he not sure. know about that? Well, he's, a, like, uh, um, she says, it's just gets rid of the symptoms. It's not a cure. So he's right. probably looking for a cure. He's looking for the big picture, not something like a little stopgap thing, which no, but proves it would help a little bit of. T- it, it proves a little bit of his shortcomings. So it's why mm-hmm. he needs other people. Yeah, fair enough. And now this was your number uh, two. What did you think about it? Uh, so I, I mean, the part of the reason I liked it was um, it moved the story along. Um, 
you know, everything up until this point has kind of been setting things up a little bit from the, the Stark perspective, because, you know, he's dying and all of that, that sad stuff. But now it's, hey, here, here's the uh, the cure, maybe, or at least the, the kick in the pants to actually start doing that. And so mm-hmm. we actually start getting to the, the full story or the, the, you know, solving one of the many problems. All right. So um, we're done with uh, our countdown of our top three favorite things. So we're moving on right. to the Easter No, no, wait. Eggs. Al's got honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Honorable Ooh, mentions. That's Thank right. You. Okay, so I, I did, yeah, I, I do have a couple of things. All right, so so the, I'll make these quick. So my honorable mentions are anything involving Agent Coulson, because I love that cool, guy. Awesome. I will tase you and watch you drool on the floor as I watch uh, this Super Nanny. I thought that part would have been in your top three, Alicia. Cause you it it really should have. I really love that line, but the scene itself wasn't big enough for me and didn't have more of what I wanted. It, it, it would probably, if like if I was doing the honorable mentions, I probably would have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other honorable mention is um, all of the actual work that Vanko was doing. So like the actual tech work, because whenever he's doing anything on computer, it's with an actual command line utility. Uh, he mm-hmm. is writing some code and it actually like it's closer to real life uh, versus everything that Tony Stark does, which is in no way technology that we have. Yeah, no. Uh, by the way, he bypassed Hammer's system like it was nothing. I don't know if Hammer's system is just terrible or Ivan Vanko yeah, is just your, awesome. Your encryption is she. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> uh, well, my assumption is they just left the default password on and Vanko just knew it. <laughs> he just said the password. Yeah, the default <laughs> username is admin. The default password is abc123. And yep. there you go. Yeah. It makes sense to me. It occurred to me just right now that, uh, so this will be my honor of mention, the fact that Tony's in house arrest and Venko's in house arrest is another um, version of... Parallel? Uh, parallel, mirroring each other. So I really like that. Hmm. I like it. So now we'll move on to Easter eggs. Uh, Go so for it. So before I start my long thing, do either of you guys have any Easter eggs that you guys want to bring up? Can I bring up the fact that it takes place the same as the Hulk now? No, that's that's not till the next part. But you God can bring up you can bring up that it's the same time as Thor. Because uh yes, they go to the southwest because... region. Yes, okay. So I can I can hearken to Thor, which is our next movie we're covering, which I cannot wait. <laughs> uh I do have one that's kind of an Easter egg. I, I did mean this to be part of my number two uh discussion, but I'll I'll bring it up for this. Okay. Um so the, the Easter egg that I have is um, when Nick Fury and Tony Stark are talking at Stark's house like after the the package from his dad is, is dropped off, uh, Fury mentions that he knew Howard Stark, Tony's dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things from the comics is that, um, at least in the, the main comics, I'm not too familiar with the Ultimate Universe where this uh, Nick Fury is from, um, is that... Nick Fury has the Infinity Formula inside of him, which keeps him alive for a long time, and he was Mm -hmm. actually around during World War II, which is when we see Howard Stark in Captain America around in World Mm -hmm. War II. And so Mm -hmm. they never ever mention how old Fury is, how he knew um, Howard Stark, or anything like that. But it was one of those things that they just kind of casually mention. And I'll probably bring this up a little bit when we talk about captain america but it was it was mainly that that part that they just kind of say yeah i knew your dad he was a cool guy here's a hmm. box yeah. of his stuff that we kept 
for no apparent reason. <laughs> well, um, I mean, Samuel Jackson's, like, in his late 60s or early 70s. Uh, and, let's find um, out. Yeah, and I, I knew as soon as I bring it up, someone would do that for me. <laughs> um, Here for you. And 68. We, we know 68, haha. Um, and we know that uh, Howard died in 1991, and he was still involved in uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., so there's a mm-hmm. good chance that he's been working, um, Fury's been working for S.H.I.E.L.D. for like 40 or 50 years at this point. That's true, I, yeah, that could very well work out. Yeah, I, I just yeah. was thinking the, about that part, but I'll uh, I'll be bringing this up one more time once we talk about Captain America. <laughs> I have an Easter egg in regards right. to Captain America. His shield shows up, or a, a prototype of his shield. Yeah, where that's the only part of this movie that really makes me roll my eyes, because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know they're going to find Captain America. Mm-hmm. The shield is not made out of plastic, which is obviously what that thing is made out of. Mm-hmm. And why would Tony be working on it in the first place? He doesn't. I don't think he, he was. No, well, it's in his. It's in his. Um, place and it's not it's in his it's not coming from uh the crate that he got from howard because we see that crate open and there's no shield in there well we know he has other stuff in his lab other than just his workshop stuff i think because you have to imagine that howard talked a lot about captain america i think as a child perhaps tony collected some of the stuff that Howard either had or got some memorabilia for Captain America, kind of like Coulson did. And then as he grew up, he leveled out of it. But I think he still would have kept the prototype shield because it's something, A, that his dad built, and B, uh, something from somebody that his dad talked a lot about. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, we find out in Civil War that uh, Howard talked about Tony, or Howard talked about Steve like he was a perfect person. And mm-hmm. uh, Cat, uh, Iron Man didn't really like that. He didn't like listening to his father talk about this person he could never live up to. Right, so I, and I think that would have come later in in his as as he grew up. I don't think I think as a child he would have been like, oh, I'm gonna sit here and listen to Dad talk about this awesome person. But mm-hmm. as he grew up, he knew he couldn't he couldn't live up to that standards. So he would have gotten angry. But I don't think he would have tossed all of this stuff. No, I don't think he would toss it. But I don't think he would also have it out. Like, there. Like, maybe yeah. he's had in storage, maybe in an attic or one of his facilities or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. in a crate somewhere. But I don't think... I don't know why it's on the table. And yeah, I no, I, like, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. That's what rolls my eyes. I'm sure he has some Iron Man stuff. Or, not Iron Man stuff. He has some um, Captain America stuff. He might... Now that we know that um, uh, Captain Marvel's going to be taking place in the 90s, and possibly... Mm-hmm. Um, he might have some Captain Marvel stuff or some alien stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know why Tony would have this stuff out. I don't either. Yeah. But we do know he destroyed his lab a little bit trying to build the stuff for his uh, to make the uh, oh god, I'm going to blank on its name. Somebody help the, me. The new element. The... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was they, like, never, the they, never, they never named the element either. Like, I used to think it was vibranium, but it's obviously not vibranium. I thought it's they named iron it. It's iron Iron Man, Starkanium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I've got just uh, I think only one more Easter egg that we didn't cover. Okay. Which is uh, in Howard's notebook. There's a sketch of a cube that I think is a tesseract. 
Ah, yes. Yeah, or in the comics, oh, it's the Cosmic that. Cube. Yeah, I like. I actually, it's when he's watching the video reel and he's looking through his dad's notebook. He puts it down, and there's obviously a cube there with a bunch of writing I couldn't make out. So which we do know shows up later. Yeah, shows up at the end of the next movie at their post-credit scene. Oh no! Uh, so the element he creates is called vibranium. Oh, okay. What? That, that so... can't be right because vibranium is mentioned in Captain America. That can't be right. And he may not know about the stash of it until later, uh, but that's yeah. what that's what everything's saying on the internet. Maybe that's how how like that shield was made about their only chunk of vibranium. And it's like this super useful metal. He probably was looking for a way to make more of it because they didn't know about Wakanda mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Probably. So, so I'm going to look into I mean, that. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll put a note in the show notes on the site about this. We'll, we'll look into that. Okay. We can yeah, find just, something else. But maybe I'll just rewatch like... it. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty positive it's not vibranium. Nah, yeah, that's what yeah. the internet says. Maybe it's, maybe it's adamantium and that's why they can't give it a name because that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right so on to our what if all right sounds good so today's question is what if blank only had three days to live what would he or she do and so today our random number generator pops up with number one captain america so what would captain (laughs) america do if he only had three days left to live I feel like this is easy. Uh, I feel like he would just spend it with his family and friends and all his loved ones. I don't feel like he would do anything unless he had to that would take him away from them. No, I, I feel like he's more of a character with... A, he, he's a self-sacrificing character. He would try to do something that would help the world or help the Avengers or help someone else. He wouldn't just spend time with the people he cares about. Yeah, he would definitely still do his job kind of thing, right? Like if, right. if he had a shield mission or something else, I mean, he would do it. Um, but he'd probably take like some time. He'd have a fancy dinner, maybe at his place or someone else's place. He yeah. would do but something yeah, that would allow him to make his family or friends feel joyous. He would he would do something to basically run himself ragged in order to make sure that they... They had a last good moment with him. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, his phase one, this is phase one timeline. He'd probably have dinner with uh, Peggy. I mean, mm. she's still alive. She's in her, what, 80s or something. But she's still alive at something. this time. Yeah. Well, that's depressing. He's not right. Very fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love Captain America. Captain America's not very fun for that. He would do the right thing. He would. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we are not doing any ranking yet because we have not hit the end of the movie. So, anything else? No, I think we covered everything we need to cover. Uh, this All was right. the Marvel Cinematic Rewind. So, um, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, rate us, subscribe, do all those internet things. Do you know how to do? At MCU underscore Rewind. Um, we'll see you next time for Iron Man Two. Part 3. This was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Iron Man 2, Part 2. Signing off. Have a marvelous day.